Hello, my wonderful friends. Welcome to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion and the Bible, and where we look at the world, religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I am Nick Rita, the South Australian Regional Coordinator for Faith FM, and I'm very happy to be with you today. Thank you for tuning in. Please stay with us for this hour as we are going to look into a very important subject, I believe. How can I build spirituality in family life? We are looking after this uh, on, on this topic, uh, um, raising spiritual kids in a post-Christian world. And I believe this is very timely, very important to learn how to cope with the changes which this world brings to us and all the, you know, the culture we live in and all those things. We already ask few questions like, should uh, Christians uh, make up their own minds about religion? And I believe this was a very good question because we are under the pressure to, uh, you know, uh, stand back, <laughs> to uh, not to push things, even in our own families. Then another question we asked was, uh, are there any strategies for raising a spiritual child? Now, if you miss that program, my dear friend listening today, you know that you can go back and listen to our uh, um, uh, broadcasts. You either could go to faithfm.com.au or even better, uh, listen to your into your app, Faith FM Australia. And if you don't have that app yet, why not to download that right now? Another question we asked was, uh, what spiritual lessons do I need to teach my children? Now, I believe that's a very important one too, because, uh, you know, again, the pressure is on. Uh, our children are taught more by uh, external, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, whatever is, uh, you know, social media and so on and so forth. And I believe it's important again to regain that sort of thing. Uh, it's, you know, in, in my culture, uh, back when I grew up, there was a saying that, um, if a child was well behaved, we used to say, uh, they have seven years from home. <laughs> if was not behaved, said, oh, that he was not taught well at home. It's not always the case, you know, don't get us uh, wrong and we don't want to put pressure on that. But I believe that was a very good, uh, important question to ask. Just the other day, um, question we ask, uh, can I raise spiritual children without church involvement? And these days, more and more, young ones, I mean, children, they don't really like to go to church. They rather go to other places, you know, maybe, maybe the church doesn't bring to them exactly what they expect. And unfortunately, sometimes to compensate with this, we're going too much into entertainment. And, uh, we may lose there, I believe, because the young ones, they don't need to be exposed to that thing. They need to 
know that church provides something which is solid, stable, relevant, biblical, all those things. They will still go and search around, but uh, uh, it will be good to have a place where to come, to call it home. We are going, as I said today, to look into this uh, question, how can I build spirituality in family life? Now, I would like to say hello to our uh, good friend and co-host, Tracy Papandreou, this time from home. Tracy, that's not uh, often you do uh, to broadcast with us uh, from your home, but today happened. How are you today? I'm I'm well, thanks, um, Nick. Yeah, it's it's only in crisis situations that I tend to be in this situation, and there's been a little bit of a crisis today. It was probably over exaggerating to say it's a crisis, but uh, yeah, couldn't really get the car out of the out of the garage. So, uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm transmitting from home. Yes, yes. Now, I know because you are very particular, you know, and I like that. You want to to be in the studio, to have good quality sound and uh, all those things. Uh, over the phone, sometimes we lose those things. And I may even ask you, I'm not sure if you are on speaker or not, but if you are on speaker, probably you need to put it, uh, uh, switch it off from the speaker and have the phone, unfortunately, at your ear when you talk sometime because through the speaker is, is that not better? I, was, I was thinking you might get an echo is that better yeah I think it's better if it's uh, not on speaker because that picks a little bit of uh, echoing from uh, from the uh, surroundings there but uh, yeah Tracy uh, thank you for joining us you know I know sometimes we have days which are not necessarily the best um, and with all the good intentions good plans in place uh, may not happen exactly as we plan uh, but it's good to have technology and uh, to connect even over the phone and Tracy yeah. uh, just uh, even before we go into this uh, uh, subject uh, and particularly look at this question in, in particular now I know uh, that you don't have children on your own but you know no, no and, and I actually I've uh, this is the second time I've, I've come up to discuss about this kind of subject and I have stood back and thought, well, you mm. know, and am I the right one to be actually pre- preparing this material? But, you know, I certainly have friends who have children and, you know, we engage in discussions and uh, um, talk about things that they struggle with, uh, strategies that have worked for them. And I think also the Bible has, you know, uh, quite a bit of general counsel mm-hmm. on um, guiding parents uh, in what they need to do. And it's not just about the children when we talk about it. We're saying, how can I build spirituality in family life? And mm. a family is not just children. There's the relationship between the husband and wife, etc. So there's a lot of dynamics that, that go on. So I bring um, various sources uh, into uh, the information that I present today. Yeah. Now you are on the on the right. Uh, uh, you know, you are the right person to talk because, as you just said, even though you don't have children on your own, I don't have children on my own. You know, but we have two children uh, uh, from uh, from my uh, yeah from my wife's first uh, marriage, and um, that's uh, that's great. But you know what happens, Tracy? Uh, you know the saying that. Um, usually when uh, two people play chess, the person who watched mm-hmm. the game 
see better the, the moves <laughs> than those yeah. who play. And that could be the case, you know, uh, many times in yeah. family, you are so caught into and into the things and you may not see exactly the things which needs to be done. And that's why it's good to have <laughs> somebody from, uh, ec- uh, you know, external, um, you know, uh, yeah, side. And that's why I, I really that point that you brought forward, I really believe that that's one of the reasons that God instituted, uh, put forward the institution of church. Mm. Because, you know, there is that saying, it takes a village to, to raise a child kind of thing. Yes. And church community is where we come together. And um, you mentioned the fact that sometimes people might be too close to the issue themselves. Yes. And, you know, um, in having... Uh, friends, you know, spiritual brothers and sisters in the community, um, they can share and, and, and get some objective feedback from others in their community. And, and when they're seeking that feedback from people who also have a, have a spiritual relationship with God, then that's likely to be godly but practical mm. advice. Yeah, absolutely. And as I said, uh, before even we go into our, um, you know, question uh, today, I like to maybe just um, a brief uh, recap uh, in regard to the other questions which uh, our good friends, you know, here on um, uh, Drive Time, they, they uh, looked at. Um, for example, should children make uh, up their own minds? about religion as the push is in society today to make their own minds in regard to many aspects not to not to mention exactly in particular you know what i'm thinking of um, but what do you think and, of, and also yeah. so, uh, the thing that i think about that is you know science shows that bro- our brains don't finish forming until mid 20s mm. you know and obviously exactly where that falls will be um, an individual thing for each child. But, you know, this is one of the reasons they put forward for why teenagers seem to, you know, do dumb things is because uh, they think they know lots of stuff, but, you know, that hasn't necessarily completely finished forming. There's lots of neurons and things that are still... Uh, in the process of, of being formed, that, that's mm. why they you know, can tend to do really silly things sometimes. Not always, but you know, yeah. um, uh, we kind of give them a little bit more leeway because they might make silly choices because they haven't had that life experience yet. But science shows that. So we're more and more, um, as a society, allowing younger and younger to make decisions for themselves mm-hmm. who perhaps do not have physiologically the the setup, the, the equipment, if you mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. to be able to make wise decisions and, and neither have that life experience, neither um, understand, you know, there are positive and negative consequences from our decisions that uh, sometimes we have to live with uh, and can't, can't be undone when we make poor decisions. That's, so, that's correct. So, yeah, and now when, when I was thinking about this and, now, you know, it came in my mind a particular aspect, you know, how very young children are uh, encouraged now in, in terms of their gender, you know, to take a decision. But it's interesting that even though the push is to allow them to take a decision, actually it's a coercion going there through media, whatever it is, you know, to influence them in one di- direction or the other, which is not a real uh, free choice. Uh, 
in the end. No, no, it is. You know, the the the, the argument that you hear all the time is that you know you should just let a child make their decision when they're an adult and they can make that decision and, you know, they'll make that decision then. You don't need to indoctrinate them. Well, the reality is the world is constantly indoctrinating a child mm. away from God, away from um, the, the, the style of living, uh, the sorts of things that, that God would, would want. Or so family, or family principles. To, mm. Sorry yes, to interrupt you. Yeah, you almost have to ensure that you're bringing some of that forward daily to at least balance things out somehow, mm-hmm. you know. So that's not a valid argument that people put forward saying, you know, you're indoctrinating this, this child because there is indoctrination going on every day for children and mm-hmm. most of it to worldly ideas. Yes, indeed. And, and my dear friends listening today, I'll really encourage you to uh, come along with us uh, and maybe share some of your thoughts in this regard. If you have uh, a thought to share or maybe a question, why not to send us a text message today? The number is 04-888-808-11. Again, the number is 04 8081. Another question Tracy we looked at uh, was uh, are there any strategies in raising a spiritual child? Now, as I said, even if you don't have your own, you know, your children, but uh, are there some strategies which we can think of, uh, maybe you can suggest uh, how to uh, raise a child in this uh, post-Christian world? I think we have um, many clear Uh, messages in the Bible. One of the scriptures that we have um, that is is um, that we quote a lot of the time when we talk about um, bringing up children in a spiritual environment mm. is Proverbs 22.6, which says, train up a child in the way he should go. When he is old, he will not depart from it. Basically saying, if you give, give the child, you know, good spiritual roots, and foundation, they may, you know, go astray at some point in time, but, you know, if they've got that foundation, they've got something to draw on. Uh, and so, you know, that's also, if you look at that, that's an instruction from God mm-hmm. to um, parents, saying this is this is the role that you have. But I really feel um, with anything, uh, if you are wanting to bring people to your way of thinking, um, it, it's not very successful usually to try to browbeat people, harass people, Bible bash them into your way of thinking. Mm-hmm. I think the thing is to hear and help them to see the benefits that come from uh, a, a close relationship with God that they might go, you know, I want some of that. And this it also, I think, holds true for our family life. I think the most important thing, as far as I'm concerned, is leading by example. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to bring up children who have a close relationship with God, then you really need to get honest with yourself and say, well, yeah. what is my relationship with God like? You know, I think um, uh, if you're wanting to be led by God, you're wanting to have wisdom, you're wanting the Holy Spirit to, um, let's just say, um, smooth the way for you in this area of, of, 
of having a good spiritual environment in your home and your children um, and your spouse having uh, a good relationship with, with God. I think personal devotion um, is a really, really important thing. Daily time spent in the Word is really important, I think, because personally I find there is so much amazing, great, wise counsel in the Word. Mm. Uh, and, and I find personally that the Holy Spirit really helps to help me understand how I can apply those principles in my life. And sometimes it's quite amazing the way the Holy Spirit will, will take, you know, an ancient text or something that was said by one of the disciples or a particular situation that Jesus had with his disciples or some of the questions that he put forward to people who were uh, perhaps um, trying to test him and prove him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, the, the way that the Holy Spirit leads and guides and, and will say, well, Tracy, you know, how is this working in your life? You know, take a take a good look at yourself, Tracy. You know, do we need to make some changes here? Um, and I, I think it, it, personal devotion is so important. Secondly, I think prayer is important. And these... I don't believe that these can be, you know, a five or ten minute job kind of thing. Yes, for I think sure. if you're serious about having a proper relationship with God, you have to carve out proper time to spend with God. I think mm. if you've got five or ten minute job just before you run out the door, I think then you should expect that your relationship with God would be a more superficial kind of kind of thing. Now, I know that that's, you know a hard thing in this day where we've got uh, agendas uh, that are completely full. Um, they have, I often say when people put these arguments forward, I understand it's very difficult, mm-hmm. but I say this is important. You need to look at how you are spending your time and what you can throw out in order to put this in. So I yes. think that's really important. Yeah, I think no, also studying the word is important as well because study is different to devotion. Both of them. Yeah. Very important. And it's interesting, uh, Tracy, because uh, these days, uh, you know, people may think that oh, uh, Bible is not that uh, important or relevant to teach, you know, uh, but uh, for millennia, you know, uh, the word of God was indeed the, the benchmark, if you like, to help in the family, in the society, in all aspects. And I wonder why we should push it aside now, even though we have so much information to the fingertip now. Uh, but I think the Bible has a very, it's a very good source of uh, finding well, some, think- yeah, some good lessons and good, good tools to, um, uh, to teach even in this regard. Yeah. And I think actually moving forward, we need the Bible so much more. Because as our society has more and more bizarre ideas about what is okay and what's not okay, um, we need a standard to tell us what's okay and what's not okay, what's correct and what's not correct. You know, we're, we're living in a society, well, your truth is equal to my truth. What is, you know, is there absolute truth? And I think because of that, you know, that situation of where our society is at, Prove that we need to have 
a standard that is immovable, mm-hmm. that we can go back to that. And no matter what our society is saying is okay, then we can go back to the Bible. Say, no, 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 I live according to what God has set down, mm-hmm. and this is what it is. And it doesn't matter what the rest of the world wants to do, but I am going to do this. Yes. And if you don't have that, then you have nothing. And, and you know, it's like, a very um, shaky kind of ground that your Christianity is based on if you did not have a standard that you can hold to. That's right. That's right. Uh, again, uh, uh, my dear friends listening today, uh, I really like to hear from you. And even more than that, um, a light just came up here in the studio and I was just wondering if you are hearing us. And if you are hearing us, why not to just give us a thumb up or something like that just to let us know that you are uh, hearing us and um, listening to Drive Time uh, right now. Now, I'm going also to encourage you to... Um, uh, send the text messages to the number 04888808011. Have this number safe there because I'm going to come with a wonderful offer today. The Smart Parent. This is a wonderful uh, book on uh, strategies um, for uh, growing up, you know, to help to, to raise up great kids. And this is by uh, Nancy Van Uh, Nancy uh, it's an author of over 40 uh, books on this subject and she's uh, certified uh, family life educator and um, grandmother also with three um, grown children and uh, her her um, her own has been uh, showing, you know, like uh, parents' uh, skills, challenging parents' skills. Uh, why not to to come and collect or request this offer today? And I'm coming with a code just in a, a moment. Uh, but I want to you to participate with us uh, today in this uh, broadcast. And I'm giving you the number again. It's zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one. Even if you like to just say hello, let us uh, know where you are listening from. That will be really good. Now, uh, Tracy, just um, a couple more questions I will put to you, and then we'll move to our uh, one, uh, the question which you have for today. Um, then also even this aspect of... Uh, um, what spiritual lesson do I need to teach my children in this context, you know, in these times we live, which is very hard for parents, I mean, to have a say in the family. I will combine this with the next question. Probably you will give me a, a bit of an answer there. Can I raise spiritual kids without church involvement? What's your thoughts? Mm, well, what are your thoughts on these ones? You know, I think it, uh, I think bringing up children in 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 this day and age is a hard thing. From what I have seen from um, other people, mm. I think even holding together um, a, a Christian spiritual marriage is a difficult thing today. Mm. Um, there there are so many temptations, so many things uh, pulling people. Away, but as I spoke about earlier, the fact that um, you know I believe that church um, and and fellowship of Christians was instituted as um, a help for us. Uh, I think um, it's about 
do you want to do it um, the easy way or the hard way? <laughs> I, I, I think, you know, it's the same as, and I'm maybe getting off a little bit off track here, but for um, my fellow uh, single Christian women who may be listening often, uh, are women and guys may be in the same, same category as well, mm. you know, they sometimes lament the fact that it's very hard to find a Christian partner mm. these days. And I do know women who they've kind of, you know, given up somewhat and gone, well, you know, this is a good person anyway and maybe they will come to God over time. Don't do it, girls. Don't do it, girls. And don't do it, guys, either, because um, all the situations I, I have seen, mm. well, the majority of them, where you have, let's call it a mixed marriage, a yes. Christian and a non-Christian, trying to bring up uh, children to have a strong Christian faith is a much harder thing when they do not see both father and mother. Now, I understand that some people come into those situations. Mm-hmm. They uh, may find God after they are married. Mm-hmm. You know, but that's, that's a layer that makes it more difficult there's another layer that makes it more difficult if you don't have church as part of, let's just say, the, the full offering that is available to your children. So I just say, you know, it's, it's there. It's something that uh, was God's plan. Don't try and do it another way because you're actually making it harder for yourself rather than easier. Absolutely right, Tracy. And I'm glad that you raised that uh, very important important point because uh, myself, I'm always, you know, trying to advise in this regard, you know. I made mistake myself, and I believe you made maybe mistakes, or you know. And we can. Well, I found myself in that situation where I believed in God, but not born again. Then became born again, and in the meantime, had married an atheist who did not want to buy of it once they mm. had a born again wife. Mm. You know, so you, that's why I say some people find themselves in that situation, and you know, don't hear me correctly. God is not saying. You know, I put off this person. This he doesn't believe in me. You know, you are to stay with that person, yes. but it is just much, much more of a challenge. Yes. And unfortunately, I would say there's more situations where I see children who um, do not easily come to a relationship with God when there is not both father and mother who both have that relationship with God. Absolutely. Even you know, when you are in love, and you know you. You're thinking that everything will work very smoothly. But when children come along and family gets a little bit more, uh, you know, you know how it is. <laughs> we have a saying that usually, reality, reality kicks in. <laughs> yeah, usually we, we have a saying that you need to eat a bag of salt together and you yeah. still don't know each other. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> And, and when you, I say a you bag, have some very interesting sayings that, that are at least Romanian sayings, but a lot of them actually, when you think them through, have a lot of wisdom. Absolutely right, and but that, that's important. And again, I will really support that. And my dear friends listening today, if you are thinking of this, if you are in process, uh, this process of marriage and things like that, try to find a partner which God. Uh, 
chooses for Put you. Approval. Yeah. Approval. Yeah. Approval. Yeah. Because not not just go with the feelings because that those feelings will last very short time. And uh, yeah. then you will hit the reality and then will face all the problems and particularly children will come up and you know they are not guilty of that. They, you know, but mm. they are suffering. They can suffer tremendously when they don't know where to go, to whom, with the father, with the mother, what, and yeah, that's very confusing. But hey, uh, while we are talking about here, yes, we are on air, which is great. Uh, we have some listeners, uh, definitely listening to us and they send a message. And I have a message from uh, Darren here say, um, yeah, definitely, yeah, we need children in our church and schools, Christian schools, I believe uh, Darren is referring to. And indeed, that's that's right. Well, look, um, uh, Tracy, we may come with some of these points uh, a little bit uh, later, but uh, right now I would like to take a break here. And before I do that, uh, my dear friend, I'm going to give you the code before the song, uh, just in case if you if you are um, e- eager to uh, to send a message for the offer which we have for today. And as I mentioned uh, just a bit uh, earlier, we have this wonderful book, The Smart Parent, Strategies for Growing Great Kids. Please send us uh, a text message with the code SA146. You need to put that uh, SA146, no break in between, and our uh, friendly robot will take you through. Again, the number is zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one. Please stay with us. Don't go anywhere. We're taking a short break, and we'll be back uh, shortly. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio.
Welcome back. This is Fate FM Drive Time BQ&A with Nick Rita. And over the phone with us is Tracy Papandreou, uh, our co-host. Uh, we are uh, talking today about family and uh, children. And uh, just before the break, we mentioned that um, we would like to look at this uh, question a little bit more in detail. How can I build spirituality in family Life. Now, uh, Tracy, uh, you um, you already shared with us quite few aspects of, uh, you know, I would say even advice, advices uh, in regard to how to grow uh, spiritual, uh, you know, great children. But I'd like to ask you this, you know, uh, I know that you mentioned that we need to live by example, you know, to live mm-hmm. by example. Uh, what might that look like? Well, as I was saying, you know, I think it's important that uh, you actually deal with your own relationship with God and Christ first. Um, you know, are you spending time in the Word daily? Are you having personal devotional time? Are you spending time in prayer? Are you studying the Word? Now, this all takes time, you know. Like I said it's earlier, um, if, if you're... You know, throwing this out as five or ten minutes before you walk out the door each day, then I think you can only expect to have a superficial relationship with God. And that is transmitted in the way that you, in in the resources, if you like, that you've got to be able to share Mm. with your children and your spouse. If you don't have it, you you don't have it to share. Um, So... I would say that um, the first thing is to get really serious about this and look at yourself and say, have I got this together? Mm -hmm. I mean, we all are are on a journey, but what do I need to change in my own spiritual life to have a closer relationship with God that I have that, how can I say, uh, first-hand knowledge of a relationship with God to be able to share with my children, with my spouse, you know. Um, um, wow, you know, I found this in the Word today when I was, you know, in my personal devotional time. And, and you know, it, 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 having that um, gives you opportunity, gives you um, material, mm-hmm. if you like, to share with your children, with your spouse, etc. If you've got a superficial relationship with God, then, then you're going to have very little to be uh, of substance to be able to share with with children and children especially teenagers and beyond they are so savvy these days and they are not going to put up with hypocrisy yes and they can they can take it a mile away mm. so you know this uh do as i say not as i as i do they're not going to have a bar of, of, yeah. of that even if you don't say that if you say that to them in how you are living your life, you know, they're not going to have a bar of that. So I think, you know, getting real about yourself and your own relationship with God is the most important thing. You know, the second important, most important thing I think is having one non-rushed meal a day. Probably dinner is going to be the best time, mm-hmm. but maybe breakfast. Every, every family is different. I think you really need to be able to have that. You know, more and more in these situations, especially as, um, you know, teenagers 
um, children grow and teenagers and young uh, are in the youth kind of stages, um, that that becomes harder. But I think that's a really, really important thing. Why do I put? Why do I say that's an important thing? Because I think it gives you that environment to be able to sit down as a family and share and share spiritually. You know, I'm thinking about uh, if you're sitting down together, you've got that opportunity to talk to. For example, if in your personal devotion, you know, there was some gem that you came across and the Holy Spirit showed you how this is applicable to life, you know, the light went on for you in a particular area. You've got the opportunity to share that, you know, you've got children sitting down. People, they might not necessarily want to hear it too much, but if they want their meal, it, <laughs> it may be served with, you know, these little gems along the way. And I think it gives the opportunity for, you know, those discussions of, the, of bonding and sharing, you know, what happens to you today, you know, mm. what's going on with you? Are there any particular challenges that, that you're feeling as much as you wouldn't put it that formally? But those are the things that you can, you can, it creates that environment, which is a casual environment where you can actually bring up quite intimate and personal things sometimes in a more casual way and you can get the opportunity to really understand what's going on with your children. And I know that teenagers often get to that point where, you know, it's like one-syllable answers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, no, no, yes, uh, and, and which, can, which can make it a little bit more challenging. But if you set up that environment, and also I think that you make it okay for them to uh, respectfully question mm-hmm. things that you might bring up, um, that gives you the opportunity to talk things through. I think also that environment gives you the opportunity for prayer as yes, well. Yes. You know, where you're talking about what's going on with you. And so you show um, when you, uh, as, as a family, say, so, well, we need to pray about that together. You show that you believe in the power of prayer uh, if, if you institute that as, as part of your time together. Yes, interesting uh, if I could just uh, a moment here um, yeah. because y- yeah, you brought up some very important points there and indeed you know, uh, even though we we may attempt, you know, to have those uh, good moments, you know, around the table to eat or other things, but uh, we need to kind of not to have a, an agenda to be visible very visible. Why? Because as you just said, you may end up with jo- those, uh, yes, no uh, short uh, answers um, but just have a, a nice time natural. together. Yeah, yes. nice time together, yes. sitting around there, and then uh, some things will just happen. Uh, again, another saying is uh, in Romanian a little bit that uh, thoughts and good thoughts and things like that, and even speaking nicely on those things, uh, come through the stomach. I mean, if if uh, if yes. you <laughs> what that means, yes, if you provide why, good food and a good environment, yeah. then you may open up a little bit more than yes. normal. And that's why I said a meal is so important because there's so much going, much more going on than just the stomach being fed. Yes, you know, yeah. it's a it's 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 a, a really important environment, you know. Um, I think there's also uh, when when you bring prayer into it, um, you know, there's the opportunity to pray for protection for the family 
and, you know, making family members aware that, mm-hmm. you know, um, the state has a scheme for disunity. You know, uh, attacking the family is one of the main things that he likes to do. And how often do we find that it's the people who are closest to us who are the ones who hurt us the most? And that's because Satan knows us. He knows where uh, where he, he can get us to really hurt us. And he'll often use family members and people closest to, to us to do that. But we need to remember that you know, our war is not against each other. It's against um, principalities and, and negative spiritual influences uh, that, you know, and I think just keeping that before the family to help them to understand that, you know, this, this is a war that we're that we're in. Yes, you know, absolutely. Again, all done organically and, and casually and over a meal is a way to make that a more casual and organic kind of thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, you mentioned, you know, uh, about to uh, to live by example and, uh, you know, we have in the, in the scripture even passages in the in the Bible like in, in 1 Corinthians, for example, uh, chapter uh, 11, uh, Paul speaks there that uh, uh, he's inviting uh, the new believers, you know, to uh, to follow into his footsteps. Very interesting. Not yes. uh, not many people saying, I believe he's the only person actually to say follow into my footsteps because he continues then because I follow in the footsteps of Jesus. You cannot just say now come do as I do because but don't worry about what I'm doing. You, you know, what yes. I mean? uh, he gave a very good reason. He was his eyes were um, you know fixed on Jesus and he was following Jesus and then he said now come and follow me because you will get into the right direction in the same direction I'm, yeah. I'm going now saying that yeah, also, imitate me absolutely he says imitate me imitate yeah. me yes and now let's move a little bit further um, here uh, Tracy uh, because you mentioned about devotion time uh, you know uh, how important it is um, when and how do I start building a, a family worship time um, in our uh, home life. Do you have some, uh, maybe some advice in that regard, or maybe even bring yeah, a passage I mean, in the Bible to, to support that? Well, as I already um, mentioned previously, you know, we've got Pro- Proverbs 22, 6, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Mm. So, you know, starting as early as possible is, is helpful. The, yeah. the later you start, the more difficult it is. And, you know, uh, um, it can be, um, um, it can seem more, for want of a better word, it can seem more a clumsy kind of situation when you're trying to uh, institute family worship time when you've not had it before kind of thing. That's why I'm emphasising how important a meal together is. Mm-hmm. and a non-rushed meal because I personally believe that that is the best kind of environment. You know, it, let's just say it can be your family worship time under the cloak of we're just having a meal together, you know. But, yeah. but yeah, it can be so effective if, um, you know, you say that, hey, you know, uh, the objective here is not only to feed my family, but is to also bring us together, bond us together more, and also bring a 
spiritual element into our life. And I think um, doing that via a meal is a much easier way to do it if you've not done it anything before. Mm -hmm. I think um, anything else kind of might be a bit too jarring for the family um, to kind of start here and now kind of kind of thing and, and may seem more that there is an agenda behind it, particularly if you've got teenage kids, as I mm-hmm. said, you know, they're, they're, they're kind of um, uh, probably going to be a, a, a little more resistant to it, uh, uh, particularly if, if they're still finding their place in terms of what their belief system is or they outright do not believe. Yes, and I'll come to this a little bit, just uh, just a little bit um, uh, later, um, as time allows us, in re- because mm. we are uh, very interested in how to approach, in particular, the teenagers, because this is a very difficult, yeah. uh, uh, you know, um, uh, bracket, to say so, in our mm-hmm. life. Uh, but just briefly, mm. if you could, just succinctly, uh, if you could remind us again, uh, maybe a f- few points there, uh, uh, what might uh, family worship time look like? Yeah, well, you know, different people may have different different um, methods that they want to use. If you've got a particularly musical family, then you might like to try to incorporate some spiritual music. But I personally that utilising one good non-rush time to have a meal together mm. is the, 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 the way that you're going to have the most successful time together um, and the least resistance, particularly if you've got teenagers who they're not really sure that they want to be part of this new thing that mum's found or whatever, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I think uh, obviously it's much easier if, if everyone in the family, God and children have been brought up that way. Um, but I, I personally think, you know, uh, one non-rush meal where you take the time, uh, where you share, where you share about what, you know, personal devotional gems you may have found, you know, maybe something that you feel God has said to you in your prayer time. You know, prayer, it's important for us to be speaking to God, but we need to also be taking the time and slowing down that we can hear what the Holy Spirit has to, has to tell us as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it gives us an opportunity to talk to each other about what's going on in our lives, to have material for specific prayers that we can pray to, to, to God for our family members. Thanksgiving, you know, what, what great things have gone on. You know, there, even, even um, non-spiritual uh, speakers and, and orators talk about more and more you hear about the importance of um, being thankful and having a gratitude journal and all of this kind of stuff. Well, you know, this is a lovely way of your family sharing in those things if you're aware of uh, what great things are going on in each other's lives and expressing that out loud and, and giving God the praise and the glory for those things as well. Mm. Those are important. Yes, you know? absolutely right. Hey, time is going very fast uh, today and we have maybe uh, five minutes uh, uh, available. I would like... Uh, 
has few more questions here uh, to look at. And as I mentioned earlier, in particular with um, teenagers, you know, um, what can I do if my teenager uh, doesn't want to participate in a family worship time? I mean, even even if, um, for example, uh, my spouse is uh, is not a believer. You know, uh, yeah, how you approach that sort, that sort of thing, you know, I mean, if you could give us yeah. a little bit of, uh, and maybe even a passage in the Bible there to see how, how, um, a family should function if you have their, uh, the spouse, spouses, you know, I- even in different views in regard to well, spirituality. I think, first, I think, first of all, the person who's bringing the idea that they want more spiritual elements to the family, they have to be clear on the reasons that they want to bring that. So if you're that person, uh, just just get clear on why you want that to be part of your home life, that you can have a, a, a reasonable and positive discussion with your spouse about mm-hmm. the importance of incorporating that. Pray about it mm-hmm. because, you know, it's amazing what prayer can can do the the, the the walls that can be broken down with with prayer at the very least if you're not given permission to be able to incorporate uh, family worship time into your home you can personally offer prayers for family members and Thanksgiving as part of your own practice at meal at meal time together but there is a scripture there are a couple of which I think we need to think about and one Peter three one it said, wives, likewise, be submissive to your own husbands, that even if some do not obey the word, they, without a word, may be won by the conduct of their wives. Mm. And 1 Peter 3, 7 says, husbands, likewise, do well with them, wives, with giving honour to the wife. I just lost you for a moment. Are you still there? Actually, my friend, uh, I would like to mention the offer which we have for uh, today. And uh, that offer its um, a wonderful uh, book entitled The Smart Parent by Nancy Van Pelt. Why not to send us a message with the code SA146? And the phone number is 04888-80811. Again, the number where you can um, call us, it's 04 Triple eight, eight zero eight, double one. I will try to ring Tracy back just to see if I can connect with her uh, again. Hi, Nick. Mm-hmm. I think it's to do with my uh, my telecommunications provider. I think my reception level went low. Tracy, I uh, just I'll, I'll just yes. ask you quickly to bring it together because we have just a couple of minutes uh, left here now. Sure. And maybe you know under this uh, this question, how can I really be a, a battleground for someone? Are there any additional things? that we can uh, do um, uh, to aid in this situation? Because, you know, we live in a battleground, in family yeah. in particular. Uh, would yeah. you be able to bring a few thoughts together? And maybe I'll ask you just if you could say a prayer for um, sure. our good friends listening today. They may go through some difficulties in their family. And we have about a minute and a half to uh, to bring this on together. Okay, I think, you know, we really have to understand the reality of the battle. You know, 1 Peter 5, 8 says, Be sober, be be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. So we need to be aware that, you know, 
even when things are going good, it's a spiritual battle and we should kind of expect mm. that we are going to have difficulty. Um, I think uh, if people want to take the time in Ephesians 6.13 to 18, we're told about um, the, the armour of God and that we need to put that on each day and that the spirit, uh, the sword of the spirit is the word of God, you know, so that needs to be an important thing um, uh, in our lives. And we need to also remind ourselves that in the end it's the Lord who wins if we remain firm, perhaps even seeking to memorise um, verses that, that help us to re- remember that that's the case. Revelation 12, 10 to 11 gives us that information that, you know, uh, that God conquers in the end, so we don't need to to worry about any of that. But with regard to teenagers, don't browbeat them, Bible bash them or harass them. That's Mm -hmm. only going to bring bad results. Don't let your child's views, though, diminish how you wish to lead out your spiritual life in your home. Remember, you are the heads of your home Mm -hmm. and you should be able to control the environment in your home. Yes. You have to write, set the right tone for your home. You know, think about what you're okay with for media consumption, language including the use of God's name mm-hmm. in your home. But be consistent. Let your children see that you don't change when others are around who don't believe. For example, when you have friends over for dinner who don't believe in God, do you can still continue to give a prayer of thanksgiving for your meal or does that just get thrown out by the wayside so, because it's uncomfortable around other other people. So, I think we just again, I would say, look to yourself first. Uh, look at what you can do to strengthen your own um, uh, relationship with Wonderful. God. Should I say, say a quick sorry, prayer yeah, now? Yes, yeah, sorry. Please, just a short prayer. Yes. Yeah, dear Heavenly Father, I just pray, Lord, that. You would be with all of our listeners in their home environment. I pray that you would bring them into a stronger spiritual place with you and as a result that our homes would be more spiritual places with the peace that we know comes with having a great relationship with you for all our family members. And I offer this up in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. amen. And thank you so much, uh, dear friends, being with us. Please don't miss next time. We are going to talk God is Good, life stories, and you can hear the stories of the presenters. Join us again next time. Until then, may God richly bless you and have, have a wonderful walk in the footsteps of Jesus. 